My name is Mary Grace, and you're listening to the Homebody Podcast. Here, we explore embodiment as interstellar beings, practicing how to live more fully as creatures of both the stars and the earth. These spiritually and artfully-minded conversations intersect astrology, creative practices, intuition, magic, healing, poetry, and a deep love for the natural world. My hope is to enliven you so we can co-create possible regenerative futures, to encourage you so together we can become dynamic agents of beauty, fully awake with our power intact. Let us be intentional as we approach the creation and caretaking of life, and let's make room for inquiry, sensitivity, and joy. Thank you for listening. everyone and welcome. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about water medicine and some of the things that it can help us with. Why is it relevant to what we're experiencing now as a culture or maybe as individuals as well? And how do we get some of it? And if you're here and you're looking for an astrology forecast, you be sure to head back to last week's episode, the one just behind this one, where I walk you through the first half of March, including the Pisces new moon that happened yesterday. Um, and even though it happened yesterday, we'll still be informing our next two weeks of weather. If you are new to the podcast or you don't read, um, you don't get my emails, you may be like, what is even water medicine? What is she talking about? So hopefully over the next few weeks, that will become more clear as we talk about it. Um, But also a great first step is to take the water medicine quiz. Um, I made a quiz for you all. Um, There's a link for it below. It takes less than one minute. It's very easy. It just is sort of a an assessment and then gives you a customized entry point into water medicine as I'm speaking about it based on what you need right now. And water medicine can help with many imbalances, but the one that I'm going to talk about today is burnout because it's just so prevalent. And I also want to, you know, right out from the gate as we sort of jump into what is burnout is that it can exist on a spectrum. So sometimes we have, um, we automatically go to the extreme where we're like, oh my gosh, if I'm not completely debilitated, depleted on every level of my being, then I'm not burned out. Um, and while that's certainly a way it can manifest, that's definitely the most extreme example. And hopefully we can become more sensitive and kind of notice burnout before it gets to that point. Um, most often, um, you know, either we can't ride the waves of our body's guidance or we don't. Um, it's likely it's possible that our burnout is something that's more suppressed or trapped or sort of operating in the back room on a slow, low burn so that we can appear functional on the outside, but the burnout is still happening underneath the surface and could get more dramatic later on if not tended to. And one of the most common ways we ignore it is, you know, for instance, when our body is telling us that we're tired and we need to rest, most of us, instead of taking a nap or investigating a hormone issue, again, we don't all have resources to be able to do all of these things. So I'm not saying any of this with judgment. Um, Instead of like, you know, resting or kind of responding to our body or adapting accordingly, we go for a cup of coffee instead, which literally tells our body to stop telling us that we're tired <laughs> so that we can carry on. And, you know, burnout in general is a state of emotional or mental and or physical exhaustion that's brought on by, you know, prolonged stress or chronic stress. And the, it's like the body being like, 
hey, I'm running on empty here. And it's what could give us a heads up that we're living under chronic stress if it's something that's maybe slowly warmed up to that point and we haven't noticed yet. And stress in short bursts can be useful and helpful and it can even contribute to and overall resilience and strength. But chronic stress is where we start to see long-term effects that are more harmful, such as chronic inflammation, which, you know, is preventable and an underlying cause of a lot of diseases, especially autoimmune things. So if we ignore burnout for long enough, it becomes less like this pain point and it becomes more like something that's just poisoning the water and it's getting everywhere. And then, you know, we wonder why we can't get quenched or satisfied or rested. It's just because um, now it's just completely everywhere and we're not really sure how to get it out of our system or start over. So, you know, the burnout may be dramatic where you literally can't do anything, think of anything, your body's shutting down. Or the burnout is being loud, perhaps, but it's drowned out in the back soundproof room or in the basement of your body, so or anything in between. And if we imagine burnout as a landscape, for instance, or what burnout could look like as an ecosystem, the landscape is scorched, right? While there is a natural rhythm for fires with the long view of a forest ecosystem, for instance... When there are fires all the time, then it's telling us something about that environment is not sustainable. There's not enough recovery time. The ratio of rest and regrowth and flourishing is out of balance with the amount of fire. So a burned out landscape is, looks like everything's burned up, right? There's no fuel left because it already got used and there hasn't been adequate time or space to replenish and regenerate. There may be a lack of biodiversity as an outcome of that, or a lack of concentration or a lack of pleasure, that sense of like nothing feels good. There's a lack of growth. There is, you know, instead of, you know, pausing to allow for growth, what we do um, as humans who exist inside of extractive systems is that we push for growth. We burn for more growth. We like freak out when we're like, oh my God, and now it's burned out. And now where's there more growth going to come from? We think growth is going to solve all the problems of growth, but it doesn't. Uh, meeting the needs of the ecosystem solves the problem of growth. Um, and it's not a problem at all. It's that there's too much fire. So imagine your life as an ecosystem right now. Are there any places that feel like they've burned up or they've burned out or there's not a whole lot left or there's been too much stress and it's starting to eat out or um, burn up other areas of your life? As soon as something gets used up, um, as soon as or as soon as something recovers or gets um generated energy wise, maybe it's, are you feel like it's already gone that that energetic bank account is just like always running out or always getting overdrafted. And, you know, at the very least, we've been in a very dry, constrained, isolated few years, not a lot of room for movement or experimentation, much less deep rest. And most people have been living at chronic levels of high stress and or isolation, which is the opposite of how we flourish. So, you know, juggling massive amounts of uncertainty, lack of childcare, lack of rhythms, lack of relationship, and for many people, lack of money and other resources as well. So it's ripe for burnout and many other things. And Sometimes what we do when we get stressed is work harder and work more. Um, 
to sort of meet some of our material needs or throw ourselves into um, something that could even be distracting or give us the illusion that we're solving a problem, even if it's not really the actual problem. So there's a lot of different ways that maybe we relate to this as individuals, but right now I'm speaking about it as a wider and maybe even kind of cultural issue. So we're focusing on burnout. And when we're functioning at this level, you know, it quickly becomes impossible to show up or be creative or truly relational. You know, we don't have any bandwidth for actual relationship. And then maybe we retreat even more or our sense of self usually pulls back into safety for, you know, a lot of sensitive people. There's been a lot of dissociation or being out of body or sort of like we're hovering around outside of the body, but not really inhabiting it and feeling its sensations and awareness and, as the presence of technology in our everyday life has increased or accelerated, perhaps we've been out of our bodies even more. And maybe, you know, we're working, you or we or I are working more because we can. Um, maybe you're working more because you have to work more. Um, maybe you're working more because you have a lot of people and beings that you take care of and you don't have a reliable support network. Maybe you're working more unconsciously. Um, or maybe because devices just follow you around all day and they bring their work with them. There's so many reasons why and how. And I'm throwing these all out as ideas. So again, that even if it's not a complete debilitation, that maybe we can recognize some of the signals and become more sensitive to some of the symptoms so that we can start to catch it and replenish it and attend to it before it becomes an all out disaster. So burnout is our body, our spirit, our emotional intelligence saying stop. And either because we have to, or we want to, or we don't understand the signs, we keep going anyways. And things get too hard and they get too much for too long. And what happens is that eventually not only does the water burn out, but so does the fire. It's like, you know, if you don't put gas in the car, it's not going to go. If we think about things, you know, like adrenal fatigue in Chinese medicine, it's like thinking about it like these little flames right back on the, on top of the kidneys. And then we like lose the flame. It goes out. So when we're burned out, we don't have the energy or the capacity to invest in things um, while our minds or technologies or demands may want us or need us in some cases to keep going. Our body is trying to put on the brakes and the more we resist, the harder and harder it is to keep up the pace. It's sort of like, um, the conundrum of it is I'm too busy to put gas in the car because I have to get to my destination But if you don't put gas in the car, you'll run out of gas. And it's sort of like both of those things might be happening at the same time. Our bodies and our hearts start to struggle to keep up. Even our spirit starts to struggle to keep up, or maybe they're all holding each other back or informing one another. And it will eventually resist what is being asked. And in my case, even it will break down the wall of the thing in order to break free from whatever is stealing its life force. And I'm thinking about when I had a a Pilates and yoga studio. It was like managing it, running it, teaching it. You know, people got locked out. I'm the one that's there. (laughs) I had had also moved several times um, after I opened it because of some relational things. I got married, rescued a dog on the side of the road. And I wasn't used to, you know, having people, um, I had been living alone for years. And so I wasn't used to also having people need me at home, um, and where I was used to just having home as like a recovery space or a solitary space. Um, I wasn't paying myself very much. I was also cleaning the floors and dealing with the landlord and doing the marketing and right. And there was no end to it. And 
towards the end there, when the universe literally kicked me out of that place, it was like, in retrospect, I'm able to see how it was taking such a toll that, um, it just started to kind of burn to the ground. It was burning me up and then it was burning itself up. Like it just can't do this anymore. Um, I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I wasn't making art. And once I, you know, I had burned through myself, it burned out the fire. It started looking for other things to devour because it had devoured me. So this energy can be destructive. You know, it's not just like you're the only one who suffers in burnout. It's that once it burns you up, if that fire is big enough, it's going to start to um, it's going to start to burn up other things as well. And so if we don't follow the signs, if we don't tend to it early and really let the symptoms steer us back towards water, back towards healing, um, where there we can make, you know, more of the heartful space we're designed to occupy. And we can really let ourselves be steered back towards, um, a solution or recovery of some time. So what does water have to do with any of this? Um, Elementally, in burnout, the fire has overpowered the water for too much, too long. It's like the kettle has been on the boil and all the water has burned up in the steam and now the pan is just getting burned. And I don't know about you, but I've destroyed many pans, so I'm very familiar with this process. But feeling, you know, dried out, burned out, these are symptoms of lack of water. Think about it. If if something is dry or in drought, there's no water. If something is burned out or burned up, there's a disproportionate amount of fire to water. There's not enough water to mediate the heat or put out the fire. And how do we bring the water? It exists on so many levels. You know, our, on a physical level, our body is over 50% water. It's, you know, anywhere between 60 and 90%. The planet is over 70% water. And so water is carrying a great truth about how we be alive, how we be human on this planet. Everything ends up back in the water. Your body is essentially a column of water. But on a, other than physical, burnout can also have emotional and spiritual sources as well. If there's unexpressed anger or aggression that's burning up inside, or if there's a, a low-grade depression that is also related to anger that's been siphoning all the water out, so now the land of you is very dry, or if there's some big disappointments or griefs that made a crack in the bathtub and now all the water just leaks out when you try to fill it up because it hasn't healed, or maybe it's a combination of all these things. You know, there are many invitations that water medicine can bring us. There's many principles that it plays by. Water has its own laws. Water repair, healing, and medicine can look like so many different things, different projects, depending on what we need most. And I talk about, we'll talk about more of them in the upcoming weeks, and I talk about them more inside of water medicine. But today, um, I want to just talk about connection. Uh, one of the values of water, one of its essences is connection and not only to others, but also to ourselves. It makes us mergeable with ourselves. Water makes available a sense of flow and possibility, and it reconnects us to what ease could be like, what healthy surrender could be like, what trust could be like, because maybe we've forgotten. And if ease, surrender, trust, possibility, connection, if any of these words feel like they're so far away, it's hard to imagine what they feel like. Maybe, or maybe there's just one of those words when I say it, something in you kind of leans forward or sinks back and you're like, yes, I want that word. That's your body trying to pull you back. 
And that's your spirit wanting to align with those laws of nature, the medicine of water, which can bring belonging and ease and surrender and flow and trust. And so in relation to burnout, water is what mediates the earth and the fire. It keeps them in check. So we're not living in one big fire pit um, of burnout, but we also don't get too heavy or stagnant that things don't move anymore. Water is what sort of negotiates between these and um, keeps us from becoming too extreme here. And, you know, with water, it's pretty hard. It's not impossible, um, but it's difficult to go fast, If you aren't going with the flow, if you're moving in a swimming pool, for instance, it's hard to really pick up the pace without a lot of training in the ocean. It's easy to get pulled with the riptide, but it's very hard to go against it or to stand your ground. When the waves are crashing over you, you got to go under or through or learn to ride them in the river. You know, going upstream is a long, hard, probably not very fast (laughs) um, journey. But if you are going with the flow, Things can pull you along gracefully over and under and around obstacles with ease, you know, slipping and sliding, thirst and quenched and clean and water can make our getting from point A to everywhere possible. It makes our transformation possible and brings us back into that gestational space or that space of starting over, which, you know, if we're feeling like an overburned out forest where there's nothing left. There's no energy. There's no ideas. There's no emotional capacity. There's no creativity. There's no sense of um, spiritual connection, whatever it is, or however the burnout is manifesting. There's a sense of like, I need to be reborn. (laughs) I need to start over. I need a, I need something to help me get back to what new growth could look like. And Water can be that space of formlessness for a minute where we can imagine again. It can bring us back to where we get carried to another possibility, where we get in flow to another iteration of self. And water can offer us a more nurturing transformation. Fire is a transformation for sure. Um, but water can bring us a transformation that has nurturing involved, that has an incubation. It has that placenta. It has that in utero, um, nourishment and transition time on both sides, both while we're growing again and on the other side where there's nurturing and food and care. So. For burnout, water is reminding us, it's offering us, we lean into those things that we could have some new growth, that we could regrow or regenerate the ecosystem that we feel like is burned up or burned out. And water is reminding us that transformation is possible, that connection is possible. It's reminding us that because we are connected, that we can ask for help, that we can lean in for support that flow is possible, surrender is possible, that there can be a new gestation, and that we can re-soften, we can re-moisten the ground, and that when you do that, new seeds can now grow, and water can help you look back with grace and process so that things that don't need to be carried with you, they can float on down the river. And the things that are meant to stay with you, they soak in through your soggy fingers. And water can reinvite you back into a wildness of self, a part of you that swims the deeps. But, you know, you've been dog paddling for a while now. 
and you're tired. It's taken all of your energy. So you've got to learn to float or learn to breathe underwater again because you can't keep dog paddling forever. We have to become wild again so that we can remember how to do that. Water invites the shapeshifter out in us. Permission to not just be one thing where we find ourselves in the deep. You know, we can become the whale, the mermaid, or the selkie that can breathe underwater. When we need to be driving a ship, we can put on our captain's hat and step behind the wheel. When it's time to surf the waves, we can grab the board or be the dolphin and learn to play in what was, you know, what before felt too big. We can feel the pluralness of ourselves and water can help us remember to shape shift in and out of those things, which is not the same as compartmentalizing. It's just embracing a pluralness of self. Sometimes we burn out because we only have one dominant identity that we're allowed to play in right now. And whether it's who you are at work or at home, maybe it's that parenting is the only identity that's getting expressed or the good student or the healer, the teacher, the entrepreneur or the artist, the problem solver, whatever it is. Sometimes we get burned out because we have a identity and that's getting expressed when actually you have many and the ignored ones are burning up the back room to get your attention to break down the dam so that they can flow again. That can be another source of burnout. It doesn't make you dishonest if you feel like there are multiple layers of you, multiple faces of you. Um, It doesn't make you dishonest. It doesn't make you, um, it makes you interesting. It makes you complex. And things that are complex have resilience because there are many threads interwoven instead of just one. And we have many and we are many. And I see this a lot and I experience it in myself as well. Well, I feel like I'm always trying to, I'm like, how do I shove this all into like a neat box where it's the same and consistent all the way around? And it's just this one understandable thing there. It's not because it's not, and it's never going to be. So if that, that could also be an unidentified source of burnout. Without, you know, if water is trying to invite us to bring all of those things back in to open the back doors and the closets and the basements where all these pots may be burning and they're not getting to make tea or there we put them behind a dam and they're not getting to flow out. So we're here to water invites us to bring the soul back into our everyday lives so that we feel our spirit here touching things, receiving giving. And that is how we truly feed and get fed. Without the soul and the body, we're just sort of going through the motions. We're just sort of watching ourselves go through the motions. Our heart isn't in it. There's no ideas flowing. We're having to dig a new well for every project because nothing feels like a fountain. And so we have to restore the water. We have to become a fountain again because we're running out of energy. We can't build a new well every time we need a drink. We need to find where the flow is. We have to learn to float or surf or ride or breathe underwater. We have to contain. We got to repair the cracks in the bathtub. Whatever the ecosystem of your life needs right now to invite more of the water into it. You know, if we're going to heal or evolve adapt, if we're going to find our true identity, it has to catch up to us where we are. We have to repair the bridges and we're here to bring us with us. 
(laughs) all the parts of us with us, not leave some back there in somewhere in a puddle of hurt or destruction or confusion because it's convenient and it makes our image look more clean. You know, what I don't, what do we think we can offer a burning world if we reach out to pour, but the watering can is empty and we're like, oh, I'm out of water. So here's a lighter instead, right? The burning world doesn't need a lighter, right? It needs water and it needs water's wisdom, which means you have to be full. So maybe take a moment to meditate on some of these images or words. What are some of the things you feel yourself leaning towards or wanting more of? Are you able to identify any of these sources as maybe some background burnout that's going, or maybe it's some really big burnout that's happening. Maybe your body's really talking to you in a really big way. Um, something simple again, you can do is like, take the quiz. There's little prescriptions in each of them that are customized based on whichever archetype you get, but either way, spend some time with yourself, maybe make something that feels like that gestational space, like a cave or a warm bath, something that can hold you, um, in those kinds of environments and feel what it could feel like to start to feel full again. And maybe once it starts to feel full again, we don't automatically pour it out already. We wait because so we can build our capacity. We can build our resilience. We can hold more and more and more and more as we build up our shores and our bridges and our edges again, so that there can be more of those words that you want, more of that flow, that ease, that belonging, that ensoulment, that presence of our soul self with our human self traveling together and all at once. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review, subscribe to the show, and share the episode. Check out the links below to learn more about things we talked about and find free resources. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please join us inside of the Homebody Portal, a free online community where you can talk more about the episode, learn with us, and connect with others. Let us be in service to life with courage, creativity, and connection. Thank you for being here. Be well. Peace.